So you're ready to get the ball rolling with your first project? Because <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing your oven mitts and hopefully I'll, I'll get to sample some of your scrummy souffle. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the Neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We have little chats about recent episodes of the classic Australian soap opera, Neighbours. We are in Australia, Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios in the OG setup. I'm Vaya. I cannot suspend disbelief while I am watching these things. I have... Catherine Jones, also known as CJ the Hot Mess Mom. Hello. Hello, everyone. We're back inside. I said last week we weren't going to be inside, but it's raining. <laughs> Melbourne, four seasons, yeah. one day. Welcome. We can't open an outdoor tram business where we're half in, half out of the tram. No, we can't do that. Manky mannequins. Yeah. Why does everyone want to start the same business in that tram? That was very confusing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll get into that. Mm. Thanks, Roxy. Um, shall we do Neighbours Council business, CJ? Let's get there. Sweetie, it's just business. I'm still, look, this might be annoying to the people that aren't on TikTok, but my life is all TikTok all the time. Right now, CJ, last week when I went semi-TikTok viral, I was really angry in meetings at work because no one... No one cares? No one realised that they were standing in the presence of TikTok fame. Yeah. See, I think that's the thing about TikTok fame is it's... Only real currencies on TikTok. Yes. Um, you're going to have to start like a dropship business with T-shirts. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, that's what they've all got going. Yeah, the one, the rent-free girl has T-shirts now. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen like the TikTok when people go, small business check? Uh, yeah, that's all, that's 80% of my TikTok because I watch people make candles and wax melts ah. and um, resin jewellery. <laughs> well, you need to make some TikToks about our red bubble shop. Um, Can people still go to the red bubble shop? Yeah, but look. It doesn't have great commission for artists, Redbubble mm. and all that sort of stuff. What You're I a creator. Do, I'm a creator. I want to make like clay jewellery of like with Toadie's face on it and stuff. But if like, I'm not an artist though. Yeah, like that beautiful card that Sarah got us. Yes. That you want to make cards like that. Can yeah. you, can you, Kate can draw. Can you draw? No, my partner can draw. Well, there you can go. Make him work for me. But also I, um, I'm, I'm torn about the environment and posting a lot of things internationally. Oh. There's a lot going on in my head. What was her name with the pink hair? That was on Neighbours. You? Yeah, me. Um, <laughs> she lives with her boyfriend in South Australia now. Oh, Piper. Piper. That sounds like a conversation that Piper would be having about Piper Up. Definitely. She would, she'd be concerned. Merch. Is she, is she causing like a footprint? Yeah. And Imogen would be like, get that merch, sister. Imogen would not care. No. So. The upshot of it all is you need to follow Neighbours Pod on TikTok uh, because I am doing little recaps from at UK pace. But what I might have this ulterior motive to convert lapsed Neighbours viewers back onto the show because there's all these people that are like, ah, oh, I used to watch Neighbours, and I'm like, bitch, it's still on air. Yeah, I don't, I don't use those words, but you know, it's like, come on, mate, bish, you could yeah, say bish. bish, come on, yeah, get onto Peach. Or Channel 5. So, and someone would be like, what is a peach? Is that yeah, my bum? Yes. So you need to come and talk to us in the comments because that pushes us out into the algorithm. This is the one platform where you can say algorithm and it's real. 
Uh, they all have algorithms. Yeah, but, but this um, one, this one's magic. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like fascination with the algorithm for TikTok. Yeah. I'm all about it. I spend all my time thinking about it at the moment. I'm just really happy because it is a really good algorithm. So if you go on there, it will give you what you need. Have you yes. heard about people who are being like mental health diagnosed from TikTok? No. So because there's all these people that um, are being diagnosed, self-diagnosing on TikTok, oh, or yeah. not self but like by other people Yeah. because the algorithm sends you put a finger down for the mental illness that you have. Yeah, put a finger down is a special game. So I now have a new mental health problem. I used to have generalized anxiety. Yeah. TikTok has taught me this week that I have um, oh, something called high performance anxiety Ooh, or something like that. I like that. It's a rebrand. <laughs> I love it. Maybe Paul could come and do a soft launch for me. <laughs> and, of course, CJ the Hot Mess Mum is hanging out there too. Mm-hmm. But I haven't gone viral yet. But I feel like I've gone viral because of you because you're a marketer and you told me the things to the trending sounds and the hashtags. Yeah, which is what it's all about. Couldn't have but, done it on my own, man. Well, I, no, I appreciate that. But, yeah, that, that is what it's all about. And I think at, at heart you're a problem solver so you enjoy. I thought you were going to stop after the word problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to agree with you. I'm like, yeah, I am a problem. That's correct. <laughs> That's my diagnosis. Like you're a problem solver and a creator, which okay. is like, you know, yeah. that's TikTok gold right yeah. there. So we're going to make Neighbours great again. <laughs> Come and push it out there. Well, it's totally because all these kids, they're like the retro. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing is thank you to new patron Vicky or return patron because we've been on for six years now. It's like I don't know who's a new patron and who's a return patron. Thank you to thank all you. of them. Yeah. You're great. And um, we will be posting an excerpt from this week's episode, uh, a storyline that we have saved as a trimming for Patreon. This week it's going to be Shippy, Shane and Dippy rekindling their romance. You know that song like when Jack met Diane? Yeah. 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 When Shane met Dippy again. Again. Yeah. And their daughter was matchmaking them. Oh. Oh, so this week um, B won Bonnie Anderson. Oh. Has announced on Instagram that she she's filmed or filming her last scenes and she's she's off she's gone. Oh, I knew that was on the cards a while ago because she wanted to do more singing. I guess that's why. I don't know, but yeah, she's gone. So it's not till later in the year though. She's oh, going to be on the show for okay. a while. Okay, three year contract. Yeah, that's standard. And I don't think she's going to do anything fun like Jodie did, like tip that she's going to die or or go to you know, prison, which she did, but then she got out and now she's in Switzerland. I, I wish they all would do something cheeky though. Yeah. Give the writers something to amend. Well, Bonnie Anderson only bought a house recently. Oh, well done, Bon. You know, so she's obviously betting on her, um, you know, whatever she's got next. Well, I hope she stays on the theme song because it's a, still a cracker for me. I enjoy it every evening. I mean, until they have some other singer. Yeah. Yeah. Some TikTok star. Yeah. All right, that's business. So she's doing business with you. We need to discuss the week that was in Oz, February 22 onwards. Mm. And a bit of a shallow paddle across the week, a couple of plot lines that took our fancy. Let's kick into some year 13. Mm. We had a great time a few weeks ago, CJ, laughing about textiles exclamation mark. Oh, yeah. Brentonato DiCaprio, the young troubled teen that's come to 
stay with at the Branaka house while he gets his life on track while they await their new baby in their questionable surrogacy situation. Mm. And he's discovered he loves fabrics and design. Yeah, he does. And and he, and he's maybe got a passion for the uh, sustainability. Yeah, because he's lived rough and he he understands wastage and, you know, making the most of what you have. And... And sleeping under cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, plastic. Mm. And it reminds me of that scene in The Day After Tomorrow, which I do have a buddy watch of on Patreon, one of my favourite disaster movies where they are... Is that because you're in it? No, I'm in The Knowing. I'm in Knowing. Okay. Nicolas Cage one. It's terrible. But The Day After Tomorrow, they're in the New York Public Library and there's a homeless man t- teaching everyone how to keep warm by like tearing pages of books and using them as insulation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is Brent. Mm. He's fallen on hard times and he's using that to his advantage to build his future. That's why he's here, to invest in his future at Erinsborough High in Year 13, which is this new plan, Plan Jane Superbrain has devised. And she said Year 13 so many times this week. Yeah, she must have like an SEO contract for that word. <laughs> um, so Jane has come up with this. Now, just behind the scenes, Neighbours Action, I read about this year 13 a couple of, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I messaged Vera and I said, can I tell you a um, spoiler that's not really a spoiler? And I said, they're going to do a year 13 at Erin's Height, which I think is hilarious because they are addressing the fact that they just constantly have students repeat year yeah, 12. because they want to keep the youth young. Yeah. So the hot teens can... Stay hot teens, yeah. yeah, not become adults, which is problematic, I yeah. guess, because um, young adults are so much more different. And it was like to me on some bay, some yeah, whatever the that show's show, called, yeah. um, when they had the cancer cluster and they're like, isn't this weird? That there's all all, this all our friends have cancer all the time, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and they were like, isn't it weird that all of our students repeat Year 12? <laughs> and the Dead Mums Club. Yeah. The, the, Zeke and um, um, all those friends. Yeah. Got along because that. So Jane, I don't did she have this idea or did she read about it? It's weird because she's accepted it. She's taken this idea and it's she's now flying the flag as if it's her own. Yeah. So I guess Kate would say if she was here, she's had the idea but we haven't had to watch her come up with it, which is great yeah. really. Um, we didn't have to watch like, you know, thinking mechanic scenes mm. with her doing the maths in her head. Except it fails on the first day. So Hendrix is also going to be part of this. She's trying to recruit both of them. Hendrix, who uh, Brent calls Richie Rich, even though Hendrix isn't reaping the reward of being a son of a billionaire. Hendrix is in year 13 in the old home ec room. Yeah. Conveniently. Yeah. Siege Stradamus. I uh, guess. And um, Sarah on the council has, has been re-listening to Neighbours. Yeah. So that's awesome for us because if we make predictions often, I guess we would forget them. Yeah, I forget m- so many things we've said. Yeah. I mean, Kate wouldn't. No. But us right yeah. here <laughs> um, would. And, um, yeah, so I think it was like episode two with Hendrix because he was still a shit back then. Yes. Oh, God, yes. And for some reason that I'm me, I was like, no, he's going to be all right. Because you were excited that he ordered some salmon for the barbecue. Yeah. He said, oh, can we do smoked salmon or something? And I was like, he's going to be a chef. And then the next week he made pimped up um, two-minute noodles for Chloe. But amazing that this, that seed that was planted, because Susan has this lovely moment with him where 
he's had a bad day and he's like, mm, what do you want for dinner? And he's like foraging around the oh, I'll just pop out to the garden and I can get an, get an eggplant and I can make a sauce. <laughs> so it was darling. It it was amazing but also I hope he's going to put like some sort of liquid. It doesn't matter. He's got like on Ready Steady Cook they can use anything from the pantry, like the, the staples, mm-hmm. and then they get the hero ingredients that they have to use. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, there's got to be some stock in that house, I guess. Yeah. But it's just like because he was going to whip up a meal. I think to make a sauce from scratch, you need some time, right? Like it's not like a quick thing. I'm trying not to say TikTok all the time, but the baked oh, feta pasta. Of course, but it's not. That's not like a wet sauce. Mm. Imagine if he had said that. If he said that. <laughs> Because I tell you what, Benny so, Turlin on TikTok is sometimes. Yeah. Mm. He, Suze, we're going to do the baked feta pasta. But, no, he he was all over it and I appreciate that Susan recognised that, that talent in him. She's like, this little teen that's hanging around my house. Yeah. Like my mum lives with my brother who's, you know, in his 20s. An adult, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and he cooks quite regularly. But in, when he was in his early 20s, he started, you know, really taking that and running with it and yep. coming up with like recipes and stuff and it's lovely to see a young man take ownership of the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm just reminded the fact that he kept coming back for those hash browns. <laughs> so he's had a thing for the food all along. And he's not picky. He is like packet hash browns, great. Sauce, pasta sauce from scratch, from the gut, pl- plow to platter ingredients, let's go. Yeah. And i tell you what, eggplant is disgusting. I love so, eggplant. Oh. In Ooh. sauce form, come on over. So... Chats in the Neighbours Council were hilarious this week. Like, what is this year 13? Just let me try and find one of the comments because they were really funny. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Avery said in the council in our chat thread, good luck getting that department funding, Jane and Susan. So far, year 13 appears to be continuing to do your existing hobby but in a room with your nemesis to sabotage you and no teacher to stop the fisticuffs. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly, that's an apt description if I've ever heard one. And like, because year 13 comes from the IB certificate, doesn't it? Dunno, dunno. Okay, this is to my understanding and we have an international audience and the IB is international so I'm sure someone can tell me if I wish, in fact, I wish Harlow had come and done the IB. I wish Erinsborough had offered it because then we would, there would always be a reason for international students to come and do it at the high school. Exactly. And here we go. I don't want to say this about Hendrix, but they are giving two shitbag boys an opportunity that they didn't give a good girl who had been through hell. God, it shits me. This week I was on the edge of irritability. I couldn't. Fair enough, you give them each one chance. But they have caused nothing but havoc from the moment they've been given their second chance. I agree. But also, like, they have forced them together. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it is gross. And it's it's really um, slimy bullying. Like Brent is slimy. Just yeah, going like tagging Hendrix in photos. And then going, oh, you're going to go tell your girlfriend about this and just – and then pasting on that sweet smile like he's done nothing wrong. Get he is very Leonardo. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Brent Leonardo. So I don't want him anywhere near Harlow. Um, me and Paul, man, although it is hilarious – to see Paul trying to – his head explode every time Harlow makes a bad personal life choice. I think – I don't know when it started, but I'm definitely leaning into helicopter parenting. <laughs> like someone said to me the other day, what are you going to do if Angus 
my, sorry, my son moves to another state or country. And I'm like, well, I'll go with him. <laughs> and I, I was watching Paul this week and I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> we've got the same style. I was quite shocked. We can probably skip ahead to this moment when Hendrix has had, was fed up with Brent needling him about Harlow and mm. he just goes straight to Paul and he goes, you know what, it's time you and me teamed up and you don't want her around this guy, neither do I, and let's put our heads together. And that makes perfect sense to me. It does. Except Paul took that information and took it straight to Harlow. It was like, guess what your no good ex wants to do? Because Paul can't decide which man he wants Harlow away from more. No, he wants them both away. Mm. So he's like, all right, well, this is my ticket to getting rid of this one. But I don't blame him because he would like Harlow to go off into the world a bit. But stop hanging out with shitbags from the street and go to university. Yeah, it's O-Week, by the way, CJ. It is. Harlow is going to join 4,000 clubs. Yeah, and uh, Mackenzie's joining the Chocolate Society. There's always some basic person that signs up for the Chocolate Society. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so my husband was the clubs and activities officer at the university that you went to. Of course you were, Hamish. Of course you were. Yeah, so I heard about clubs too much in my life. I was a timid flower at university and I joined, I was the captain of debating in high school mm-hmm. and I was so shy to join debating in university because like I didn't think I was smart enough even Aww. though I was, like smart was my thing. Why would that end to your mind? I don't, because I'm, pr- I'm a problem, full stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the, what's the song that has that? One less. How do you solve a problem <laughs> like they are? Yeah, that's my jam. By the way, we didn't record the week that um, Christopher Plummer left this earth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Captain Von Trapp, I'm actually getting teary thinking about it. But bloody Roxy uses his name in vain and calls him Captain Van Trapp that week that he died on air. That's foreshadowing. That's bad eh? timing and mm. I was not there for it. Um, but... You can't solve it. I joined the debating team and I was too nervous to debate. So I went to um, the competition in Sydney because it was a massive party. Yeah. And I just went as like a note taker or something. Like a, a fluffer for debaters? <laughs> I think your husband was there. He was, he was, I mean, he yeah. would have been. <laughs> he was probably president of that club. <laughs> Didn't bother him if he was smart enough. Yeah. Um, Harlow needs to definitely do debating. And we still don't know what Harlow's doing at university. I don't know what. Know, is it Ian Hills that they're going to? Have they even really? I don't yeah. know what's happening. Did you? I mean, this is off topic because we're talking about Year Thirteen. But did you see who got a contract at the university this week? No. Your pal Ned. Loved this week of Ned. This was a great week of Ned. Did you notice a weird scene where his family all congratulated him? Yeah. I thought that was weird. Been hired to install some murals on the grounds. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. The fine arts students are helping out. We're doing portraits of notable Eden Hills alumni. Like the Aaronsborough portrait series? Yes. I think that's a really good opportunity. You got on you, mate. Yeah, how did you learn that? The Dean of Arts was at the exhibition and he liked what he saw. Congrats, Ned. The way they said congratulations was like Ned had just got out of prison and this was like, you know, he'd got himself his first job or something. It was really weird. It's like, no, he's a freelance artist and he just booked another gig. It's fine, guys. This is how it works. Yeah, like it is a bit like my dad, though, anytime I get a contract. He's like, oh, good, you've, you're employed. I'm like, no, this is how my life is. Sometimes there's work, sometimes there isn't. Yeah. And we save and it's fine. Yeah, and I'm not shocked every time I get 
work. Whereas everyone in that house was shocked that somebody else had given Ned a gig. My favourite Ned moment this week was when Paul kept ragging on Ned to stop to get this Brentonado out of the house. Mm. He's like, stop, I told you to get that kid away from Harlow. Go distract him with your art. And Ned tries to help and it doesn't work. He accidentally um, leads Brent into the uni to strip down posters and that's when Brent's like, hey, let's use these old posters as blankets for the homeless. And Harlow's like, I love you. Now what do you reckon the deal with Harlow and Brent is? Because she's like, we're not going out. We're not. There's nothing there. But we're just a boy and girl that hang out together all the time. Um, this is the second shitbag mm-hmm. in Harlow's line of sight. Is it the second shitbag or is it the third and the first was her father? Daddy. Mm-hmm. Prison, prison daddy. Mm-hmm. Rob Rob. Murderer daddy. <laughs> yeah. And also grandfather is not that good either. Let's be no. honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I think she's got daddy issues. It is a shame she's not pursuing the psychology path because I'd love for her to do some navel gazing of her own to go, what is it about me that she makes these choices? That might lead her to a lady or a non-binary person. Wonderful. Do you remember how when Jane came back to the show, she's like, why do I keep gravitating towards these men from the 80s? (laughs) Yes. Why am I doing this? That's what Harlow needs to do because, you know, I love Hendrix and I love Paul, but I would like to see Harlow with somebody who was good. At least someone who wasn't who wasn't a sex pest to her directly. And yeah. even Hendrix was like harassing her when they first when he first came to the show, he like attack kissed her without her consent. Remember That's the no non consent kiss? And he was weird to Mackenzie. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean like he dated Mackenzie, but then like there was weird stuff. Yeah. 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 Which brings me to my favorite Ned moment where Paul's yelling at him. He's like, I told you to get the kid away and he brought him and he's like, No, I'm not playing your games, Paul. And just walked off. <laughs> So good. Sometimes you just need that moment for a character go, to go, nah, I'm out. Uh, I've got portraits of Eden Hill students today. <laughs> um, I agree. But also I've noticed and Therese has been cutting him down constantly. Therese is on her laptop all the time. Work-life balance, Therese. Go label some pantry containers. Yeah. But um, <laughs> she just says, Paul, she's an adult. And I don't love that as an actual comeback because she is like just 18. And an adult who went through much trauma in the last two years. Yeah, as Jane points out about Brent, that even if Harlow's not asking for support, she should be given it. I I think Hendrix is being a little douche about trying to police who she's hanging out with and him trying to say, I still care about her. Like you have absolutely no power and right to dictate that which shitbag she's going to talk to. Um, you cannot like it but you've got absolutely no authority in this situation. You were have running an illegal blackjack ring and lying to her every day and telling her you were going to go be a labourer. Yeah. That's not cool, bro. I mean, has she seen his physique and his hands? He's not labouring anything. <laughs> um, so he's dancing and doing Pilates. That's mm. what he's doing. Um, I agree, but it is right on pitch for the way that he, uh, you know, a boy his age would yeah. act. Um, I agree, but also, Hendrix, if you want her to stop hanging out with Brent, stop telling her not yeah, to. Stop, stop it. Because that's only making it worse. And that is, I guess that's Harlow to psychoanalyse her. She plays by the rules she 
um, yeah, colours within the lines. Mm-hmm. And But pushing her away from a bad boy is her way of going, I'm going to live on the edge a little bit and I'm going to pursue this. Mm. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, I saw the TV week this week mm. and I think there's going to be some canoodling. Yes, the um, periodical that is the TV week. Yeah. Um, I was getting it. I was just taking a photo of it in the milk bar because I wanted to see cause, because our friend Robert Millsy Mills is going to come <gasps> back for a little cameo. Oh, my gosh. How exciting is that? Um, we th- obviously it's going to be like a, a hallucination of some kind, Jim Jim Robinson bauble style. Okay, cool. It's cool. got to be. But he I must died. Admit, we saw him die. They they are keen on bringing anyone back, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Come on back, guys. It's a revolving door over at Ramsey Street or Power Road, as I think the new hub is on Neighbours. Oh, really? Um, who has had a death that is as clear as Millsy mm, that yeah. has come back. Because Dee's, you know, like we never found her. Yeah, because she went into the ocean. Yeah. So did Harold. Yeah. Oh, Prue. Prue couldn't come back. Because nah, there's bits of her yeah. from here unless, to Tasmania. Yeah. Unless someone came back, that, I was going to say that had like an organ transplant from her, but even that's not possible. No, that's not possible. Come but I like to, that as yeah, a storyline. Just to come back and go, I've got the beating heart of... This character. Who can have the heart of someone? I love that. I've got a new theory today and I never do Vastradamus effectively. But my theory, because I just keep wondering how they're going to bring this Nicolette baby into our lives and not have the weirdness around that. And I reckon she, I reckon she, they're going to kill her off. I reckon she'll have the baby and then they'll kill her off and then David and Aaron are the... Soul, Soul parents. parents, yeah. That's just a random idea I had. But Jane can still be their nana. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I really love that for her. Um, I would love Jane to like live with um, David and Aaron forever. Wouldn't that be nice? The other thing about her doing Year 13 is that she's got such a warm, like honeysuckle voice and she gets those young adult men into the room and she's like, okay, boys, this is year 13. You can wear your casual clothes. We've got some inspirational quotes on the wall. And my name's Jane, not Miss Harris. And tomorrow we've got the inspector coming, so you better be on your best behaviour. I'm like, are you talking to 18-year-olds, Jane? I love it also that they're honest about that because normally the teachers would be in a back hall going, oh, God, how are we going to get rid of the bad kids tomorrow when the superintendent comes (laughs) in? None of that. They're like, you better behave, otherwise that's it. In Jane's defence, she did recognise that there are some gaps in her knowledge on how to wrangle these types of students. Yes, and our saviour, Therese, what does she suggest? Personal development training. Hmm. PD. I reckon she was on her laptop when she said that too. <laughs> she's already... PD? Um, she's um, like already linked her. Like, I'm going to just slack you some links. Hmm. I did some PD this week. Lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm desperate for some PD. Um... Oh, God, the, I didn't think I would have that much to say about the boys, but, God, it, they shat me. I'll tell you that for free. Mm. I was so irritated. I was just on edge the whole time. And I was angry at what they were doing to each other. I was angry at what they were doing to Harlow, angry at what they were, you know, disrespecting their teachers. I know, but we have asked the whole time since they've gone back to school that they would be put in a, an environment that was more suitable for 18-year-olds. Yes. And I guess the old home ec room is that mm. environment. Where they can do their hobbies and 
Brent can make oven mitts and ha- ha- Hendrix can make a souffle. <laughs> I love that his opening dish was the souffle. Um, also, Brent threw some shade at him. That was the best thing I've ever. And then, yeah. then he threw a souffle. Yeah, he said, "You're as soft as your souffle," <laughs> which is quite a good insult for someone who doesn't know, didn't know what a souffle was. Yeah, he knows. Then, you know, Brent's having a dig, and so Hendrix. Oh, he turned the oven off. He like tinkered with the oven and just to troll Hendrix. Yeah, and you can't go doing that when someone's making a souffle. That's unforgivable. And <laughs> Hendrix grabs the the wet souffle and hurls it at him. It's basically custard. And then plain Jane comes in, hmm. slips on it. We are very lucky she didn't get amnesia and head back to the 60s. Shit. If that was Sue's. Oh, no. It would have been could, all over. She would have taken a murderer in. <laughs> Oh, this is a great segue. So, yeah, so she's fine but she's going to go do some personal development and then new teacher Curtis is going to come in and run the class. Yeah, roll his sleeves up and be mate. He Curtis. did a great session with those guys yeah. when they were doing their – they have to read books still apparently in their hobby group. He was doing the um, character analysis, plot analysis, and they had opposing views he told them to channel that energy into their essay writing. That was great advice, Curtis. Yeah, it was like a Robin Williams moment. <laughs> um, Susan Kennedy, what a journey you're going on at the moment. She can't stop, won't stop with the true crime. No. Nah. That must be a real page turner, that Devil You Know memoir book, mm. um, nonfiction book about coming up to the bummiversary of Bum Island. Uh, where Robert Millsy Mills' evil Finn nearly took out the whole cast, just took out one Gary Canning. It's coming up to the anniversary of... And Prue. ...Call's dad's death, Prue's explosion, and many other near misses, Harlow down the mine, B down the mine. And the book did not sell in Europe. So at one point I thought maybe the Kennedys should just move to Europe where no one's going to bother them about there. That's where Ellie is. Yeah. She's living it up. Yeah. Um, but Ali's on TikTok. Yeah, I don't see Ali because the algorithm that doesn't send me doesn't send Ellie to me. <laughs> One day, maybe she's on Mum Talk. Do you know who I discovered recently? Tamin Sursok is on Instagram and TikTok. Oh yeah, she does like the full mum content. Like I'm a cool mom. You know what? Because I guess because I'm five years into my parenting journey, I I get a lot of mum talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get Tasman a lot. Yeah, so. The Devil You Know, written by Elise Platt. I'm going to take a vow. Sell the century. It's a different show, but that's fine. We'll pay it. Um, Olivia Bell is like, I'm going to write the Midnight Sun, Twilight version, Edward version of this book again so I can make more money and Susan's going to tell me her story. Now, has she said what the new title is going to be? No, but Despo to know it. So the devil you know. Oh, no, I decided last week it was going to be Susan Kennedy turns the other cheek. <laughs> um, so she's come back in and she wants a new version of this story. So she's trying she's trying to woo everyone in town to be the, I guess, guess the protagonist. She really wants Susan though. Yeah. Because she, she hasn't even spoke, spoken to Kyle and it was his dad that yeah. got you imagine if the book was told from Sheila and Kyle's perspective? <laughs> Spat out my drink. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Arrow through my heart. Oh, bang. Um, look, I'm going to reference our editor, Alex. 
she won't have seen one frame of the 35th anniversary of Neighbours episodes. No, she's not interested in Milsey's bum. I'm sure she is, but she's not. she hasn't been made aware of this. There's going to be a lot of references to this coming up. Might have yeah. to force her to watch. Yeah. Get back and watch. So I mean, she knows what the hell we're talking about. All people need to see Milsey's bum. Yeah. Mm. And Coxie's bums. And I just, I feel like they need to get some recognition. They took their kid off for their craft. Oh, I, that means that their anniversary is coming yeah, up. Their bum anniversary. Oh, nice. I, I am now keen for COVID filming to loosen up so that we can see them kissing and cuddling like a couple because they're a really sweet couple. They are, and they're actually doing quite well. They haven't been through like they've had stuff happen, but not like neighbors stuff where one of them is like not telling each other mm. they're pregnant for three months or something. No, it's very seems to be standard couple. You know, behavior. I poisoned someone in your cafe. Yeah. Stuff. Um, your dog died and I'm going to dress up in saucy costumes to cheer you up. Yeah. Have you have you been attracted to a nun before? Because <laughs> here's my nun outfit. You know who they're taking over from? Yeah. Sonia oh, and – Yeah. Jody. Oh. So, Sonia got a mention this week and mm. I nearly welled up. Yeah. It really hit me right in the guts. It was uh, – Stupid Faye. Sorry, yeah. that was mean. I don't mean that. Yeah, well, she has an illness. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's terribly sad. And, like, that's the thing about Ramsey Street. And as you mentioned on TikTok this week, <laughs> there is people coming back all the time. Mm. So Toadie would actually have to be reliving Sonia's death pretty frequently, it's wouldn't coming he? up to this time of year too. Two years or three years. Oh, I is it two years? Well, it was the start of school. Yeah. I guess it's happened. I don't know. Facebook seems to be saving me from these memories. I don't know why. So long story short, the other man that shat me this week, uh, Carl, Susan's like, I want to take my power back. I want to rediscover my voice and I want to tell Olivia Bell my story, even though I think Susan could write her own words down. She's written a lot of post-it notes and stuck them in that book. Hmm. Beautiful handwriting. Ripped. She's ripped through it. She's writing full sentences. When I annotate I just, it's the chicken scratch that I scroll. You do like a star or an exclamation point just, or just like. No, I just write like, in, it's like, it looks like a code. Like I can understand what I've written but no one else could. Like the vibe, like when I used to write notes for this show, it would just be scrawl that I could understand. But um, So all Susan wants to do is exactly what Carl already did. Yeah. Because this is all Carl. She's going to do it better. Because <laughs> he told his version to Olivia already mm-hmm. and she published it in the version they didn't like. Yeah. That Europe won't publish. Yeah, maybe Carl's just offended that no one likes his book. <laughs> yes. I just really am ready for Susan's next chapter, so to speak, in life. Mm. Jane and Curtis have everything in hand over at the school and Susan could go and be an author, a writer. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious next step, isn't it? Wasn't she an English teacher? Or the celebrant. Well, Libby was, and I guess she was a teacher before she was principal. So, And she was so. a journalist. Oh, yeah, she was too. Yeah, yeah she, she's definitely a writer. So in the come making. on, let's make it happen because yeah. I want to feel represented as a writer. And you feel that Susan would represent you? I trust her more than – I already feel represented as a freelance artist in NED. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're just waiting for you to, to get some weird – Oh, are we going to talk about how Kyle took off his clothes? Oh, let's. Well, shall we go over to – so the end of the Kennedys, 
beat is that, yeah, Susan said yes to this and Carl is livid and then starts taking his anger out on unsuspecting neighbours. Yeah. No, Carl's not happy about anyone. No. And he every time she walks in, Elise Platt walks in, he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, your wife invited me to come and talk to her. Yeah. There's actually um, a bit of a menage sexual tension with those three. Yeah, defo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I mean... I mean, I'm there for that. Not really the book, mm. though, to be honest. She could write it herself. Write it yourself, Suze. Do a podcast. Get <gasps> Piper down. Get Piper for a little jaunt. What could she call her podcast? Oh, great. Great question. Hit us up. Neighbours Council, tell us. Can't think of one. You Suze, you lose. No, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a quiz show. I think one of our, one of our podcast episodes is called Coozin' for a Bruisin'. Maybe Susan for a bruising. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's not right, but we'll get, you will think of it. What do you, have you got one, CJ? No, I don't. But I think like something like the mother he never had or something. Oh, that's good for the book too. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Imagine the chapters on that kid, on, kidnapping yeah. situation. In that, that weird. I mean, that was amazing. See, if we can get more of that from Milsey coming back, oh. Because there'd be parts of that day mm. they could refilm. Yeah, and relive. Mm-hmm. So now you mentioned <laughs> why have we got Kyle in the nude? Okay, before we talk about yeah. the real issue that is Faye's bucket list. Yes. So we just need to quickly touch on the fact that one of her bucket list items was life drawing. Yeah. So they try to arrange. Life drawing tomorrow. Tomorrow. They try to arrange a nude model. Yeah. So I assume the first model they arrived was an actual professional life drawing model. Yeah. Right? But then they're like, nah, we, we just really want someone nude. Well, because that model cancelled. Yes. But but it wasn't matter that – it didn't really matter if they were skilled. It was more just no. the penis. Just an insult to the life modelling profession. They're like, is. you know what, we don't need you. I knew a life model. Like that's the mm. a profession, like one of like eight mm. professions. But what I'm really offended about is there – is someone on the street who is already a life model. He is working in the gig economy. <laughs> Ned Willis. He's got an ABN. Yeah. And he's come up, he's come through his stage fright now. Yeah. And he's done very weird art gigs. Yeah. Like I don't know. And he, done, could, he could have given pointers because he's give, done art lessons. He yeah. could have said, all right, work on the shading Around my nether regions there, Faye. Yeah, like don't take gigs of people like that. Kyle has eight gigs. Yeah. Bit of Chiara Scuro, Faye. Yeah. Hmm. And I actually thought Aaron as well, but that's her son, so that's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Coyle was But they a do mention that they choice. have the desire for a, a naked man in common. That was so sweet. Yeah, it was pretty lovely. And Nick's quick to point out she doesn't. No. no. So... Nicolette goes to get Coyle, who's like, if you want to knit ham with anything Faye, let me know. And Nicolette's like, get your kid off. This dying woman would like to see the human form. Mm. Yours in particular. Mm. She's heard you're related to Gary. And the other weird thing is that, do you remember that Coyle and Chloe had a little tryst? Because mm. at that table there was a lesbian, a gay man, a bisexual woman and a straight woman. Yeah. So there was only one person at the table that wasn't interested <laughs> in men 
and Kyle mentions that most of them have seen him naked anyway. Yeah. What an interesting little hodgepodge of characters they are there that day. Now, Kyle and um, Faye had, they seem to have a nice bond. Is that more than the Sheila friendship? I, I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. I think I did tie it to Sheila because Sheila's in Frankston so she couldn't be part of this. So long She away. would have been so there, not to for a grandson but for life drawing in general. Um, oh, if they'd got some other model that no one had ever seen, Sheila yeah, would have been yeah. there, yeah. She would have dusted off her pencil. And because I guess because so Sheila dated Faye's ex. Yeah, do they have like a, a Spit Sisters thing yeah. going on? Yeah, okay. They became friends. So she, that's on her bucket list, done, tick. Her bucket list is pretty low key. Yeah. She's like, let's have some tea leaf reading. Yep. And then it comes out that she wants not just to read the tea leaves, she wants a full-on psychic reading. Aaron calls it fortune telling. Mm, okay. And they go Very to weird. the ethnic mystic of the street that they've characterised, Dippy as. She's just a lady who likes tarot. And billionaires. Mm-hmm. And she didn't see that coming. She should have done a little reading for herself there. Yeah, she should have. The fool. Now, Dippy, we know, um, foresaw Sonia's illness. Oh, yeah. Did she let Faye know she's going to die soon? I think Faye's fully aware. That's what Faye's already skipped ahead. She's like, all right, I know this bit. Tell me what's going to happen to my kids after I'm gone. No, I didn't see it. So what did she say? Um... I'll be honest, I was unstacking the dishwasher as oh, I was okay. watching Sorry, this. I'll pretend I didn't ask. No, it's fine. Um, the thing about Faye is she wants her daughter to get together with her sometime nurse, her former slash current nurse. I mean, look, it does save a lot of money. If you've got one son married to a doctor, one daughter married off to a nurse, you're not paying many medical expenses. Oh, my God, it led to... An unbelievable scene that we just watched together, CJ. Oh, my God, in the law office. So we have Chekhov's credit card. Um, Faye sends Nicolette off with her credit card to go get pick up lunch. Yep, which is a very normal thing to do. Normal, but you're not meant to do it. Because I thought for a minute someone was call her, calling her out. At Harold's, she swiped Faye's credit card. And I thought someone was going to go, that's not your credit card. You can't just swipe. You can't just use that. But people do it all the time. Mm. But then Nick goes to drop Faye off to her appointment with Toadie to talk about the will. And then Toadie overhears her saying it's our little secret, but it, they were talking about the tarot because Faye wants – yeah, Faye wants Nicolette and Chloe. She sees them. Oh, that's right. Dippy saw twins in her future and she's laughing it off like, well, I'm not going to have twins. And I thought, well, David's a twin, so it could have been that. But oh, yeah. um, he is too. Faye's, inter- uh, Faye's interpreting that as like twin souls coming together oh. and that's Nicolette and Chloe. It's quite the reach. Yeah. She has many children who could have more babies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Tony bails up Nicolette. Yeah. At his office and we have to hear this. You organising this meeting for Faye. She asked me to. Like she asked you to use her credit card at Harold's. What exactly are you implying? I haven't forgotten what you've done. You've used your profession to take advantage of a dying patient for financial gain. And I'm paying for that, literally. You know exactly what's going on and how it's going to benefit you. So come on, please, just tell me the truth. Tears strips off her like, I saw you with that woman's credit card. I know you ripped off a patient before. You're doing it again. I can see through you. Mm. 
But I mean, it was it was very thrilling actually because like Toadie, he doesn't stand up for anyone much really. No, not like, himself, not anyone. No. Like remember when he was Ellie's lawyer and he was like, oh, cool, you want to give her a sentence? No worries. Yeah. No worries. Right. We're going to do about it. But. Faye, he's taken Faye on as a client and he is there to represent her to make sure her wishes are met. Do you reckon that her saying Sonia's name triggered him? Like the way Carl was triggered when Susan disobeyed him. Cody heard Sonia's name and was like, it's a dying woman's wishes, I have to look after her. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like triggered into behaving like a professional. (laughs) I mean. Whatever works, Toad. Look, I think the thing is, is that I don't know if, because Faye's not, well, actually, yeah, maybe he was triggered because I don't know if Faye is, I, we would have to get a lawyer to weigh in here, well, really. Well, we've got a few. Got a few. Um, Reach but, out. Voice. We are always open to voice memos on this podcast, neighbourspod at gmail.com. Yeah. There's also some cool app you can get for it. I mean, people can just do that. But anyway, <laughs> um, so... I don't know if Faye can make a will change now. Like is she of sound mind because she's having memory problems and um, – I think she can. And she, Huntington's does play with your mind though. Yes, because as, as we saw because she forgot Sonia had died. Yeah, but it makes you angry and stuff too. Right, right, right. And like hard mm. to measure. Well, that's why Toadie's accusing Nicolette of manipulating her so that she'll make the will favour Nicolette. Mm-hmm. I mean also Nicolette is carrying – Faye's grandchild, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that she'll be mentioned in the will. Um, I know, but also just, like, leave the money to the grandchildren. Yes. Does she have money? This been, this has been talked about on the oh, council, this was, actually. This was winery, winery Faye. She's a sophisticate from the Barossa. She's got money. Yeah, I guess. Chloe paid her back. Chloe paid her back. Yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> I hope she, if she didn't pay her back before Pierce, I hope she got that money out of Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, Pierce and Chloe, it be- began and ended with Faye's money. Yeah, and as, you, as you've as you mentioned on the podcast last week, she, it, like Chloe doesn't want to do this bucket list because it involves saying goodbye to her mother. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking and it's extra heartbreaking for Chloe because she knows that she is going to meet the same fate. I am enjoying nasty Chloe, like just having a go at Nicolette at every turn. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, it must be really complex to have these feelings about somebody who you're bro- who's having a baby with your brothers. Really strange. I want to know if anyone out there actually ships them, apart from Faye. Like, if real people are like, I can't wait till Chloe and Nick get together. Mm. I'm like, that would be a bizarro relationship. I mean, there's every chance. Shall we touch on since we've mentioned Coil a bit? Mm. The eighty-two, ding ding. Oh dear. Back in business. So Jacinta Stapleton has gone. Yeah, bye, Amy. Bye. bye. Um, she was poisoned in there and she left. And so then. Gassed. <laughs> yeah, she was gassed. So she has gone and the 82 is up for rent again and everyone's like, ugh. Do we have to? <laughs> Do we have to? Can we just give it back to Kyle? Coil. Um, so Kyle, though, has made plans to start a business with Roxy. In the meantime. Well, because she thought it would be fun. Yeah. I don't know why, though. What business were they going to start before they got the age two back? Do we know that? Really? If it was food related? I think, well, she seems to have just transplanted. She got excited seeing Amy and Shane 
for one day be business partners and lovers. Yeah. She didn't see how it turned out for them because one of them almost died yeah. and then she left. She's like, fashion, clothes, I like clothes. Yeah. I'll sell some clothes. Yeah. I mean, I must admit her idea is actually great. Um, shall I read you Kate's perspective for some contrast? I mean, my organisation's um, books are open so it's no problem for me to say that the organisation I work for makes 65% of its money to run our essential services through reselling mainly clothes. Well, yeah, as a principle, like especially in the era of fast fashion, mm-hmm. you've got to be passing those clothes on and reusing them and, you know. Yeah, but you may as well sell them. But Kate's issue just messaged me, this just in, OMFG, a recycled fashion store in the other half of the tram because secondhand clothes are renowned for smelling good. Well, she's going to make them smell good by cooking around them. I already don't want to eat, eat an emu egg omelette. I'm not... Uh, but maybe Coyle should, like, change it. Like, maybe it should be the 82 and a half and he should, like, bring his own flavour to it and not try and make Gary's pies. I just thought of what Kyle could do. Okay. Because this week they're like, what are you going to do for a job if you can't have the 82? I'm like, you still own the handy woman. Yeah, and you are still a handy man. Yes. You don't just forget what he should do is a repair cafe which is very big in the zero waste movement, is you take, you know, if your toaster breaks, your kettle breaks, you take it to the repair cafe. Oh, and they tinker with it. They tinker instead of buying a brand new one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to a repair cafe but my blender broke and yeah. I took me weeks to email the place, to find the place, to go to the place. They had to order in a blade. I went and got the new blade. Wow. And my blender works again. Well done because I just would have bought a new one. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yep. <laughs> In the tram. And then you can have your sustainable, you can have your fashion there too because it's all in the same spirit. And I sort of just wonder why can't Roxy, if she wants to be in business with Kyle, she's a waitress. Like that's her actual job now. And she enjoys it. So just, yeah, she doesn't hate it. Although I think she kind of likes working with Sheila and Shane. Yeah. but I think she prefers being a barmaid. Like yeah. she wants to sling beers. Like that's – well, she's – you know, I don't think she wants to serve coffees. Yeah. So how about I reckon sophisticated um, like a cocktail bar mm. where you get your stuff fixed? You mean – I was going to say the back lane bar, which is what she already ran. Oh, she did too. Yeah. But like the back tram bar. Yeah. The other thing that gave me the irrits this week is all these men – having no regard for Roxy's potential as a business owner, business partner. Carl insulting her, Paul insulting her. And she was more proactive. She she saved Carl's business by hustling and she went around that street and took everyone's secondhand clothes and she can recognise, like she recognised that Susan Kennedy is a well-dressed woman Mm. and she's got a good eye. Even though she dressed that mannequin like she was a missing person. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, have you seen this lady? This is what she was wearing. <laughs> Carl's not going to be a fan. Oh, Carl was really not into that lady. For a man that's in touch with his sexual side, he should like a mannequin that's not wearing much really. God. I was judgy. Yeah. I don't quite know where they left it. They are going to – no. They're... No, I look, there might be more but – Dr. Carl 
cuddle. Well, look, this is an easy mistake to make. We've learned that Tarage and Paul struggle too. You know, a little bit like Amy's idea. You know, she'd do the clothes, he'd do the food, but Carl wasn't going to have a bar of it. Kyle wouldn't? No, yeah, Carl. Carl. Dr Carl. Oh, OK. So Carl. We do this every week on the pod and I'm so glad they did it on air. Carl, 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 Carl. Every week I have to edit out those stumbles. Yeah. Um, so is that like a hey, yep. hey neighbours? Got to be. Got to be. So Dr Carl, the good doctor as Paul calls him, um, he gives Kyle an ultimatum and says, you either get rid of Roxy or you can't have the tenancy back. Which is awful. Yeah. Why is Carl so involved as a landlord? Oh, it's really awful. And But then Paul gets a glint in his eye like maybe I'll just fund her secondhand clothes store just to piss off Carl. Yeah, which I love. Just for sport. Yeah, I love it because I love that Paul can do that. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, whatever, I'll start you up a shop. <laughs> Um, who did the contract for the old um, boutique go for? Because remember how um, Amy wanted it but she didn't get it? Who, do we know who got it? We don't know. All I know is that Therese didn't put her lawyer client in there. <laughs> no. So I wonder. If one day someone will. And I do appreciate that the Bric-a-Brac store got a shout out. It did. It's gone out of business. Yeah, I know because every time. I want it for the plot. It's not there. Mm. Well, they have addressed that. Yeah. It's not there, Thank they you. Are. Stop. There's a gap in the market. <laughs> yep. Okay, CJ. Oh, there's so many shittisms this week for me. I cannot wait to get stuck in. Yeah. I am going to go with shittison. Of course, there's so many. For Nicolette. Oh. For choosing coil for the <laughs> modelling. Not that we would have got to see tattooless Ned. I know. I, huh? Don't make me. I, there we go. I'm trying not to always think about him on every podcast. Okay, well, I'm trying to have a bit of a breather. Not that there aren't people that would be happily appreciative of Paul and the buff. I'm sure he fulfills somebody's desire. Yeah, I don't feel like he's phase type. No, it was an interesting choice. At least tradey. Handyman Kyle, sure. Oh, yeah. But not floundering business owner. Slap a tool belt over that naked body and maybe we'd all be interested. Thank you. Um, I don't know why that suddenly was working for me, but whatever. I don't know what's happening. The shit isn't. God, who's it going to be? I think I'm going to go with, oh, God. No, it's got to be shit isn't for the members of year 13. Mm-hmm. Hendrix and Brantonado. All two of them in that year I'm level. I'm sick of this. You're not at school to learn how to manipulate a young woman. Disgusting behaviour. No, but they are succeeding at that. Yeah. Get yourselves into shape. Pull your socks up. This is how Jane should be speaking to them. Just pull your heads in because you're going to be out on your ass if you're not careful. Mm. But she's so desperate to have them on board with her program. What do you think? Yeah. Like it's a bad program, Jane. Yeah, I know, but she's going to go do some PD. Now she's going to have to validate At least get some other extras. Can we not get some young-looking crew members? Other drop kicks (laughs) that need to redo. Just get someone in there. Get Lacey Lane's sister. Yeah. Has she been in prison for year 12? Does she need to come back? There's there's two Lane girls. Is one good and one bad? Lacey and... 
a different one. Get one of those birds in. Yeah, look, there's bad people and there's good people that need a second <laughs> yes. chance. And or a seventh in the yeah. like these young men. Yeah. I'm just trying to think maybe Ned could read it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a fine time. So we um gonna jump back onto TikTok. I'm very proud of Kate last week for jumping on the TikTok with me. I'm yeah. appreciating that. Let's get people viewing neighbours again. You know how all those um, K-pop TikTokers got people to boycott Donald Trump events? My friend is moving from Africa to London Great. next week and she is in the marketing game or advertising game. And so I told her she needs to be our PR person in London now. Let's get it done. Yeah. And so we're going to have to get her on the case of this too. UK, uh, we are with you. Let's get through this lockdown. We've got you. Vaccine is in our community now. Yeah. Twinsies, we're getting some too. Exciting times. And hang out with us, Neighbours Pod, in all the places and on Patreon, CJ. Yeah, CJ, the hot mess mum on Instagram and TikTok. Come and, like, watch some of mine so that I can, like, compete with Vale. Yes, duet. CJ does good ones. You can stitch some of CJ's. They're good. Yeah. Bea's working with my advice and I'm working with <laughs> And Kate is renewed on Twitter and we are Neighbours Council on Facebook. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. We'll chat soon. Bye. Thirteen's my lucky number. Yes, sir, I think it's neat.